15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rhetoric. Berto Will is your host. Thank you so kindly for being with us. Hey, we are late today, not because of anything we did, but we are still trying to get our connection to Facebook Live. We're connected to YouTube Live, Twitch Live, Periscope Live. So uh, right now, the vast majority of people are generally on Facebook what I'm going to do right now as we speak is I'm going to get the YouTube link and throw it onto uh, Facebook. I'm going to get the YouTube link and throw it onto Facebook because what's going on right now, we don't quite understand. It seems like there must be a channel issue with Facebook and the connection with our restream, uh, our restream signal. So I'm not sure. So what I'm doing is I've just added to our Facebook page a direct link to the to the system. What I'm going to go ahead and do is get started uh, to let you know what the program is going to be about. And we don't have a lot of listeners right now yet, so what I'm going to do is I'll go ahead. Let me let me go ahead and uh, uh, hold one second. Let's let's see. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. I, I went ahead and I added that to our YouTube channel page. Let's go ahead and start with the program. Uh, the title of the show today is, and I have it on the screen right now, do I? Yes, I do. I have it on the screen. Title of the show, An Unhinged, An Unhinged Trump and Voter Suppression Are Not Enough for Him to Win. But how is that possible? If we, what? Vote. If we vote, an unhinged Trump, along with voter suppression, will not be, will, will not be sufficient. Anyhow, we have several stories of real voter suppression and several, in several states. We show an unhinged Donald Trump illustrating the disaster and danger that he is. And the topics we are covering today, Joy Ann Reed's poignant message to voters who exchange, elected Donald Trump, disqualifying presidential lie, we are rounding the corner on the virus plague, so say they, so say they. Anyhow, 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 Donald Trump is lying again. He is not winning the early vote. Here's the deal. Senator David Perdue, Republican of Georgia, learned well from Trump the direct articulation of prejudice with what he did to uh, Kamala Harris. Uh, Selena Winchester, political operative in Pennsylvania, discusses absentee mail-in ballot rejections and what it means. Amelia Hartley Woodruff, Georgia resident, Whose absentee ballot? She's living in Texas now. Whose absentee ballot was rejected? Voter suppression. Anyone? Of course, it's voter suppression. And questions Senator failed to ask Supreme Court Justice nominee Amy Coney Barrett. So anyhow, let's go ahead and start with Joanne Reed. And while this is playing, this gives me a chance to see what's going on with our Facebook Live feed. If it's some problem that they're having at Restream or Restream Network or not, so let's get busy. Right after the election of Donald Trump, Joanne Reed wrote the most prescient essay, and she 
she actually talked about it. Actually, she read it on uh, one of her shows. I want you to listen to this, and then let's take it on the other side. This is prescient. Check this out. To the 60,265,858 people who voted for Donald Trump and the nearly 100 million people who didn't bother to vote at all, even though you were eligible, we here at AMJOY are going to tell you what you've won. Donald Trump now heads the Republican Party, which controls all three branches of government. They control the House, the Senate, and the White House. And the Supreme Court is poised to be filled by the new Republican president. Now, you've given Trump a man alternately described as vengeful, erratic, narcissistic, dangerous, and temperamentally unfit to be president, and that's just what conservative Republicans said about him, you've given him control of the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, the IRS, pretty ironic since he probably hasn't paid taxes in 18 years, not to mention drones and nuclear weapons. Politically, Republicans no longer have any excuse to not do the things that they've been promising their voters for decades. And Trump has no excuse for not doing the things he promised during his campaign. And that means that once he gets to Washington, Trump will have to get really busy. He's promised to build a wall across the southern border. Now, that's going to require an appropriation from the Republican Congress. And why wouldn't they do it? I mean, you wouldn't want Trump voters punishing you in 2018 in the midterms for not keeping your promises, right? Mexico paying for it is not going to happen. So, America, if this wall is going to get built, you are going to have to pay for it. Trump has promised to cancel DACA, meaning 728,000 young people who have identified themselves to the federal government under the protection of President Obama will be at immediate risk of deportation once Trump takes office. Congress doesn't have to lift a finger to make this happen. Trump can simply rescind President Obama's executive orders and start the deportations through ICE, which he will control. And also through local police departments, some of whom have been quite enthusiastic about his candidacy. Trump has vowed to repeal Obamacare and replace it with something terrific. That means the Republican Congress will need to either pass a new repeal bill or simply send one of the 50-plus repeal bills already passed in the House to the Republican-controlled Senate and then to Trump's desk. To prevent Democrats from filibustering, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell can simply end the filibuster on the first day of the new Congress. Once the repeal is signed, what happens next is that 22 million of you, presumably many who voted for Donald Trump, will lose your insurance. That number could go even higher because now Trump is saying he'll keep a provision of the law that left by itself could force insurance companies out of business. We'll have more on that later in the show. Trump has also vowed to institute a ban on any new Muslim immigration to the U.S. and even Muslim tourism to the U.S. Now, if you're in a state with a large tourist economy like Florida, you might want to start thinking about what that means to your state's bottom line. Since Middle Eastern, Asian, European, and other international tourists offended by this idea might also rethink a visit to the United States in the Trump era. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court will now have an open lane to overturn Roe v. Wade, meaning women may soon be refighting issues of legalized abortion and maybe even contraception state by state. For Black Lives Matter activists and anyone who valued the civil rights division of the Justice Department as the protector of voting rights, prepare to face Giuliani time. Unless, of course, Rudy becomes Secretary of State instead of Attorney General, as the rumor mill suggests he prefers. And then, hello world! He could be joined in the cabinet by Pitchfork Sheriff David Clark as head of the Department of Homeland Security. That would be interesting. And that's not to mention foreign policy, where a pro-Putin administration in the U.S., with a pro-Putin administration in the U.S., a woman is now leader of the free world. No, not, not that woman. 
This woman, Germany's Angela Merkel, she is now all that stands between Russia and its global ambitions. And we'll explain that in a bit. So now that I've told you what you've won, Trump America, allow me to tell you what you've lost. You've lost the morality card. No longer can the U.S. go around lecturing the world about democracy, because in our democracy, the person who got the most votes will not become the president. For the second time in the last three Republican presidential victories, nor will the party that got the most votes control the House of Representatives. Again, we're required to accept this affront to democracy because that's our system. But our acceptance doesn't make it any less undemocratic. And hey, maybe it's a good thing that we can no longer go around the world lecturing them about how to live. You've also lost the notion of an exceptional America, because as it turns out, we're just another Western nation falling to the ethno-nationalist forces sweeping across Europe, from Brexit in the UK to France's Marie Le Pen, fueled and egged on by the Russians and feeding on the fear of non-white and non-Christian immigrants. We, as it turns out, are not so different after all. You've also lost the right to moralize to blue America about family values. Now, we sincerely hope and pray that your daughters and your sisters and your wives and all women and girls are never disrespected, never abused the way the next president of the United States has boasted about disrespecting and even sexually assaulting women, including walking in on teenage pageant contestants while they're naked. When your sons and daughters ask you if little girls are as valuable as little boys or if they should emulate the president of the United States, We'll leave that to you to explain. And lastly, you've lost the right to rattle on about the party of Lincoln and Reagan. You are now the party of Donald Trump, the party of the alt-right, of Breitbart.com. You've ratified Trump's vulgarity, his crassness. You saw exactly who and what he was, and you chose it. You're going to have to own that. If the incoming president makes you feel proud, I'm very happy for you. But please don't tell the people who are afraid that they have no right to be. And to my friends in the media who are rushing to normalize Trump, who you're blithely calling on, who are, who are blithely calling on parents and teachers of scared Latino and Muslim kids and little girls and boys of color to come together and accept what's happening, while Trump ushers in an emboldened KKK and an alt-right that will soon have a place in the White House, let's remember that nothing at all has changed about Donald Trump. Nothing. He's still the same historically unpopular person who's under criminal investigation over Trump University, whose foundation was revealed to be a sham of self-dealing, whose campaign, the Washington Post reports, was in direct contact with Russian authorities, and who's in unknown amounts of debt to unknown foreign entities in a way we've never seen in a president. He's still the guy who's made racist, misogynistic statements that have offended virtually every group in the U.S. He's still the guy who said this. Automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just, like, I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the. We owe it to the country to cover him with clear, open eyes. This isn't about access or normalized, homogenized politics or the pageantry of succession. We need to cover the next president with the same cynicism that the current president was treated to, and with the same zeal and skepticism and doggedness that we expended on, oh, I don't know, Hillary's emails. Given how unprecedented what is happening is, including his veiled and not so veiled threats against the First Amendment, maybe we need to cover him with more toughness and skepticism. Well, now the country is in a pandemic. We have a pandemic that is sweeping through the entire country. We are close to a depression if we're not already in one, but will be. And we are now the pariah nation around the country. Nobody wants us in their sight. America, you have a do-over. 
what is it going to be? Absolutely so, America. You've got to do over, man. And the question is, are we going to make the right choice? And you know, this guy's given us a lot of reasons to make that right choice. What are those right choices? Let's first of all take a look at how this guy thinks. Shouldn't this really be disqualifying? Check this out. We all know that Donald, what Donald Trump is doing with the coronavirus, the way he's handling it, it is a dereliction of duty. He does not, re, he does not deserve re-election based on how he's doing it. But it's worse. I think it's going to the point now where we can start talking about charges against this guy because of what he's doing, what he's telling the public. I want you to listen to this, and then let's take it on the other side. And by the way, we're rounding the corner. We're rounding the corner on the virus. I don't know if you've been seeing this, but we're in, we're really rounding the corner. We are rounding the corner on COVID. We're rounding it and rounding it rapidly. During the rounding the corner, when I say rounding the corner, they go crazy. But I really believe we're rounding the corner, and I believe that's strong. We're rounding the corner in any event. Really think we're gonna we're rounding the final turn. I'm sorry, but I have to disagree with that. Keeps telling us that this virus is going to disappear like America. He said, I think last night, in his town hall, I didn't have the pleasure of hearing it. I was doing one myself. He said, we have turned the corner. As my grandfather Finnegan might say, we were here, he said, he's gone around the bend. Turn the corner. My Lord. It's not disappearing. In fact, it's on the rise again. Take a look at this. This is the front page of the Kansas City Star today. Bursting at the seams. Kansas City hospitals turned away new patients. They turned away ambulances trying to drop patients off because they were so overwhelmed with COVID patients, they couldn't take anyone else in. This was the somewhat terrifying front page today of the New York Times. U.S. virus cases climb toward third peak. Here's the Washington Post front page. Biggest spike in virus cases across U.S. since August. Daily infections back above 60,000. Look at Texas. Here's the El Paso Times today. We're slipping city at virus high. Look at the Austin American Statesman. Virus hospitalizations rising again. Look at Tennessee. Here's the Chattanooga Times Free Press. Rural communities face COVID-19 spikes. Rural counties surrounding Chattanooga are experiencing their own spikes in COVID-19 cases. Look at the front page of the Detroit News. Michigan sees record amount of new coronavirus cases. In Ohio, the Dayton Daily News. Officials say we are trending in the wrong direction. Ohio tops its daily case record. In Indiana, the state facing a critical ICU bed shortage. Three weeks after Indiana's Republican governor re removed most restrictions designed to slow the spread of the virus. In the state of Wisconsin, hospitals across the state at or near capacity with uh, intensive care units in some hospitals reporting being more than 90% full. In North Dakota, doctors are pleading for officials to promote masks as North Dakota hospitals top out in terms of their capacity. Montana Governor Steve Bullock has put out a nationwide, nationwide request for nurses to please come to Montana to help deal with the dramatic increase in COVID cases there and the staffing shortages that are making it hard to get people the care they need. Over 40 states reporting a rise in new cases right now. It's everywhere. The peaks, the new peaks that we're reaching and the hospitalization records that we're reaching are all over the country. The country reported over 65,000 new cases, right? We are clearly headed in the wrong direction. New Mexico daily virus total blows past record. In Idaho, the Times News yesterday, Twin Falls sets a new record for COVID cases. Situation is getting worse. Community needs to slow spread. Look at Wyoming. Here's the Thursday front page of Casper Star Tribune in bold, all caps, spanning the whole front page, tip of the iceberg. 
Wyoming Medical Center opens surge unit to handle spike. Hospital declares code orange. Here's Thursday's front page of the Chippewa Herald in Wisconsin. Wisconsin, of course, experiencing one of the worst COVID surges in the country right now. Simply cannot keep up. State sets another record. Every day when I, when we get with the task force, we go over the data from the night before. And I, I keep looking at that <clears throat> curve and I get more depressed and more depressed. I don't talk about second surges because we're still in the first surge. Surrounding the corner of the play. We are not rounding the corner. I'm Robert Conti, chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities are up in the district, and I need your help to reverse this trend. Seatbelt save lives and reduce the risk of death or injury. Click it or ticket. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. In the plague, what he is doing is fatal. The rallies that he's having without masks are fatal. This guy is a clear and present danger to your health. He's a clear and present danger to the world's health as he's been discovered to be the person that is most providing misinformation to the rest of the world. This guy is a danger to humanity. Okay, let me address a few things in the in the uh, chat room before I move on. Let me just say, Dimitri OG, welcome aboard. Masticator, welcome aboard. Breeze MCP, welcome aboard. Uh, AVQ, welcome aboard. Let me let me just say say this real quickly. Masticator says cases are not deaths. I understand what you're saying, Masticator. Cases are not death. Cases are the precursor to death. Hospitalization. Cases are the precursor to hospitalization. Hospitalization are the precursors to death. Okay. So uh, yes, by the end of it, it turns out between one to five percent of people who uh, who get hospitalized will die. Okay, so let's get let's get the numbers straight here. So uh, we're we're getting back into a pandemic again, or rather, getting elevated numbers again. And this is what you will see: you will see the debt start increasing again. Again, science matters, and one of the biggest dangers about Trump is that he has people like Masticator and and other of my right wing followers. Love you guys, but he's messing with your minds. He's actually taking your minds away. He's actually making you believe that you can't think and you can do better than that. You can do better than that. Please use your logic mind and not a mind that is influenced by such a such a thug that we have for a president. Let's let's you know, I'm a masticator, I don't have anything against you, brother. I understand how indoctrination works. I really do. So uh, let's let's get with the program now. I have a uh, for my my good friend Bridge MCP. Let me just let you know that uh, the next piece that I'm going to play, you're going to li- like because as it turns out, all those that super number of voting going in, don't let it scare you. Let it invigorate you. Let it make you feel good because here is the real thing 
about all those votes because Trump is lying about that as well. Check this out. Donald Trump. Donald Trump is in Michigan and he's there campaigning at a rally, a super spreader rally. He's infecting a lot of people out there, getting a lot of people sick. And there he wants to tell his audience yet another untrue, but he wants it to wants you to believe that the early voting, this massive early voting, he's ahead. He's ahead. New information. Donald Trump is ahead. Check it out. Check out how he says it and then we'll take it on the other side days so it just came out we're leading early voting but let's not talk about it just a bit you know what they call that an early maybe signal right maybe who knows but there's a lot of concern going on out there this sounds like a little bit like four years ago but this should be much bigger because we've done everything we said and more of course, that is crap, but let me tell all my folks. Remember, first of all, go out there and vote. Do not allow them to hoodwink you. Do not allow them to use a poker face to let you believe, oh, Trump can't be beat, so why vote? The landslide will occur when the people who say they are voting for uh, Biden and the Democrats go out there and vote. Check this out and let me tell you what the data is actually saying. Let's look at that and then we'll take it on the other side. What does this all mean, all this early voting um, and how it compares to past elections? Richard, take us through it. So we have the data on who has voted. Again, that key question you ask is how they voted. We don't necessarily know, but maybe the data and who voted might give us an indication. As of today, of this hour, on this 17th of October, 21.3 million have voted in advance, early. Now, how does this day compare to four years ago on this very same date? Well, this is the number here, 4.6 million. This is gargantuan. You would take a look at the difference here. This is 4x what it was four years ago. Who is ahead in terms of getting their voters out? Well, Democrats right now, as of, again, within the last 24 hours, 50% of those votes are Democrats, early voting. Republicans, 32%, and other 15%. And when you compare this to 2016, it really does open your eyes a bit. Because 2016, we're seeing Democrats, 42%. Yeah. We're seeing Republicans, 32 versus 35. So down for Republicans and up for Democrats. This is the big difference, I think, when you're taking a look at the early voting numbers, this is an 18% difference. Mm. Here, seven. This is a huge advantage for Democrats in terms of getting out their voters compared to 2016. What that means here, Yasmin, is that Democrats can focus on other, the swing voters, the, the independents. And that is so key to them. Of course, Republicans now, they have to look at least two fronts, both the, the early voting as well as this other space if they can swing it. So don't forget, folks, don't buy the, the, you know, President Trump, if his mouth is moving, he is lying. Democrats, progressives are performing, but you have to keep 
voting. They want you to be in your mind believing that somehow it's not going to happen. You are affecting the landslide, but you must continue to vote. If you can go to the grocery store, you can vote in person. If you can go to the grocery store, you can help other people vote in person. You can tell them to go vote. If you can't, use your ballot, get your ballot and vote by mail and get it in early. If you can get to a drop box, it is safer than the mail system. Do it. If you can't, just drop it in the mail, but do it early. It is imperative that all of us who know what we want vote because that is what's going to bring the landslide. And the landslide is necessary to effect the change to recover from this pandemic and the upcoming depression. That's the only way it's going to be done. You. Absolutely, so forth. That's the only way that it's going to be done. Hey, um, I see that uh, AVQ, you, saw, you were out in the field and you saw soup kitchens that were closed and bread lines, and rarely does this ever make it onto TV. Like I've said in the last few pieces that I wrote, the depression will not be televised. They don't want people to understand that we are really in a depression. You know, there are 50% of the people that are doing just fine. In fact, some of them are doing better. But there is a group of folks, starting from the waitresses, waiters uh, in restaurants, and all these service industries that were making good money, they're down to zero. These are millions of people that are now unemployed, and they are in a depression. And it's not just 10%, it's not just 15%, it's not just 20%, it's a lot more. This is a depression, and what we need is action. But uh, next time you, you go out there, AVQ, take some videos and upload them to me so that we can get them some visibility, so we can give it where this is occurring. We've had some in San Antonio. We've had them in Houston. We've had them in Dallas. We've had them all over, but rarely do we get a chance to get a whole lot of it on TV. But we have to get this out there as soon as possible. So don't forget, whenever you guys go out there and see these things that, um, that the media is not covering, we need you to go out there and say, you know, bring up that cell phone and let's go ahead and put that cell phone uh, to work because that's the only way. Now, if you want to see how irresponsible this president is, I want to show you a piece. I, I got it cut just before we came online. Check this out. President Trump heading to Prescott, Arizona this hour, where his campaign is yet again defying social distancing recommendations and transporting people to the rally on shuttle buses just hours after the president told his campaign aides that COVID doesn't matter to his reelection and that people don't want to hear from public health experts anymore. Here's what he said. People are tired of COVID. Let me just actually play for you this side. Here it is. People are tired of COVID. I have the biggest rallies I've ever had, and we have COVID. People are saying whatever. Just leave us alone. They're tired of it. People are tired of hearing Fauci and all these idiots, these, these people, these people that have gotten it wrong. Fauci's a nice guy. He's been here for 500 years. He called every one of them wrong. And yet we keep him. Every time he goes on television, there's always a bomb. But there's a bigger bomb if you fire him. But Fauci's a disaster. Now, this as the total number of coronavirus cases are on the rise nationwide. And Dr. Fauci revealed he was expecting the outbreak at the White House. Were you surprised that President Trump got sick? Absolutely not. 
I was worried that he was going to get sick when I saw him in a completely precarious situation of crowded, no separation between people and almost nobody wearing a mask. When I saw that on TV, I said, oh my goodness. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news. Now, AVQ said that I read his stuff right. I mean, wrong. So let me put it out here. On the way home, saw a bread line with so many people waiting to a cafeteria at my local junior high school going around the block. Repeating, asked one of them, said two of the other soup kitchens closed recently and everyone who's out of a job during the pandemic was gathering here. Que me cuenta gente. That is horrendous. This is America, guys. This is America. Think about that. This is America. This is America. Tank 28. Where's Hunter? Twenty-eight. Uh, Tank 28. Nobody cares about Hunter. Hunter is not running for anything. Hunter is not running for anything. The race is between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Nobody else. That's who the race is between. Okay, um, before I go, you know, this is a time where I have to kind of remind you guys that this is a show that is sponsored by our whom? By our users. So what I try to tell folks is, uh, please, if you are on YouTube, click that join button and become a supporter, become a member. We make sure to keep our membership as at the price of less than a <clears throat> cup of coffee, man. And let me tell you better. We've added a new perk. Uh, we give you the interviews that we are going to provide beforehand. So, you know, over the weekend, I interviewed uh, one of the producers of Friends and a couple of, uh, uh, couple of other sitcoms. He just wrote a book about Donald Trump. Any one of you who are members can actually go see that video until we go ahead and air it. After we air it, of course, it's open to everybody. But for those people who are members, you guys can see everything that we do that's not yet aired you can see it before everybody else. So that's kind of a perk to say, hey, become a member of Politics Done Right by hitting that join button. It's like purchasing a cup of coffee for Politics Done Right, and I'm pretty sure you guys don't mind doing that. want to remind all of you, see that stuff on the screen? It's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. Look, that book really works. There's a story from a congressman in Virginia. He was using that same technique that we talk about, and these Trumpsters came to his place. And all these Trumpsters were out there, raising hell. And he just used that technique, call them in, call them in. And by the end of the day, what do you realize is even uh, they, were, they, they actually had a good, good communication. But not only that, at the end of the day, five women had the, the, came out and said, you know what, we are Republicans, we've never voted Democrat before. But now it is existential, we feel, and we are going to do the right thing. It works. It works. It works. So think about getting the book. Uh, it's worth it how to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. I placed the link for Amazon in there. But if you want to cut out the middleman, you can go directly to our store and get it at politicsdoneright.com uh, slash store, politicsdoneright.com slash store, and you can get a copy of my book here, it's worth it. Or you can get the copy of the first one. As I see it, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. And of course, for those of you who know in the past I had a weight problem, this is how I did it. Lose weight and be fit now. And you know what? 
activists need to take care of their health, you know. So you got to make sure and stay in good shape. So check it out. Go to, go to politicsandright.com slash store. Now, for those of you who are saying, I want to be a constant supporter of Politics Done Right, please consider becoming what we call a Patreon. PoliticsDoneRight.com slash Patreon. PoliticsDoneRight.com slash Patreon. <coughs> Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. PoliticsDoneRight.com slash Patreon. And, of course, we take uh, memberships and we take everything at PayPal. So you can go to politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Anyhow, today, a friend of mine, or two friends of mine, uh, came into a, a Facebook chat. They were talking about one of, one of my good friends said, you know, her, uh, her ballot uh, was rejected in, in, in Georgia. And the other friend started to tell me about a real, a real type of voter suppression. Yes, we're still going to have a landslide breach. Uh, as a voter suppression thing in Pennsylvania. So what I did is I asked them both, you know, just an impromptu too. I need an interview from both of you because the, the thing about it is this. We can help a lot of people with the experiences that you all have. So here's the interview I did with both. The first one that I did is with Selena Winchester. Believe it or not, we grew up together back in Panama and we were just in a Facebook chat and I said, let's go ahead and take a look at that welcome to one more edition of politics done right i'm here with selena winchester selena is uh is somebody working the field in pennsylvania and she has a some information to tell us about our voters in pennsylvania selena we were talking earlier today and you told me some issues that's happening in pennsylvania that you said have always occurred but it's more important this year. Why don't you tell me a little bit about absentee ballots and, and your cancellation rates, et cetera? Yes, um, this year is the first time that we have had early voting in Pennsylvania. Now, our only early voting is not by machine. It's basically an absentee ballot that you get. Um, you can request it in the mail ahead of time and return it either by mail, you can drop it off at the election office, or you can put it in one of the drop boxes. Well, what's happening with those um, early voting ballots is people aren't putting them in the secrecy envelope before putting it in the larger envelope. And they are being rejected because of that, or because they don't have signatures on them, or the signatures don't match the signature on their voter registration card. So they're being rejected. Um, the problem with being rejected is they're, they're not notifying the people that they are being rejected. And as it's turning out now, we're finding out is that over the years, people whose um, absentee ballots have been rejected really have never been notified. Wow, that that is that is sad. And so now the thing about it, if they're if, if somebody finds out that their ballot is rejected, will they be able to go ahead and make corrections or vote? Or if, if it's rejected, can they vote in person? They're not necessarily notified that it's been rejected. That's the thing. So you can't really go and correct it. Now, um, if that's changing in the next two weeks, I don't know. But as far as I know right now is we had an average of about 50 ballots a day mm -hmm. in our area. 
that's being um, rejected. Now, what and percentage it, it of your count. daily vote does that 50 represent? I actually don't know right now. Um, and it's hard to tell because um, a lot of the ballots that are coming in are, if, if they drop it off in a drop box, a lot of our areas don't have drop boxes yet. And so they're coming in in different ways, the drop box, the election office or mail. So um, overall, I don't know um, what that what that uh, represents, but I don't think we can we can afford to lose that many in this district. This is a swing district. That's a lot um, of votes. It's a lot of votes. Um, it's fifth, you know, Northampton Lehigh County is supposedly the the bellwether of the of the election, mm -hmm. you know, nationally, and. Um, and it being the first um, time that we're doing early voting, it's kind of disheartening to not be able to correct your mail-in ballot um, because one, you know, we have a lot of elderly people that live in Pennsylvania and a lot of them live in this region. And so if they're voting by mail for the first time, you know, having to complete those, um, the ballot, and it's a simple ballot, but, it's a three-step process. Right, and they do and that on purpose. That is a form of voter suppression that these people use. Now, Selena, I am I'm going to, uh, this is something that I think information has to get out even more so. Now, Biden is flushed with money, more, more money than he can spend, okay? So I hope uh, that the, 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 the politicians in your area are going to actually solicit what's necessary to, to really... Uh, put a fix on that. One of the things that I've found with the Democratic Party too often is that their response is too slow, and by the time they start responding, it's all over. Yeah, I know. Um, they the campaign has started in person canvassing now. Um, that was something that I know a lot of the the people who volunteered years ago wanted to do. Um, so now they're doing what we call lit drops. So they they just go around to different voters and you know drop off literature about the campaign so that in person um contact with voters has started uh, but yes they do have a lot of money and um i know there have been a lot of lawsuits one lawsuit after another um mainly to fight voter suppression and um the attorney general has been winning these lawsuits but what happens is if it's a lawsuit basically to prevent um, drop boxes from being uh, established throughout the different municipalities, the Democrats, or, you know, they just don't put up the drop box until they get the okay to put up the drop box. Well, we see what's happening in California, that California, they just went ahead and threw out 52 drop boxes and nobody, you know, and when they said, well, we are going to do something about it, they said to hell with you guys, we're doing it. Yeah. And, and it's unfortunate because, you know, the lawsuits take time. And then by the time the decision comes down, yes, you're allowed to put up the drop boxes. It's two weeks before they can be up and running. And so people either find themselves having to drive miles to, to drop their ballots in at the election office or put it in the mail. Well, well, Selena, look, thank you very much for uh, talking to Politics Done Right. I know you're going to continue your work out there in the good old state of PA, which is one of our important states uh, for winning this election. So, muchísimas gracias por estar aquí con nosotros.
Muchas gracias. We spend a lot of time. All right. Um, and, you know, I mean, so as, as it turns out, Selena is talking about 50 ballots thrown away in this particular district per day, per day. Think about that. Think about the type of suppression we're talking about. People that thought their vote counted and they're not contacted to be told, hey, your, your, you know, your vote doesn't count. The, by making, making, allowing these types of mistakes with votes, that is nothing more than voter suppression because there's a particular group of people who are not used to this are those that who are going to vote this way. I mean, if you, if you hear that mail-in vote is going to be a 70-30, meaning 70% Democrat, 30% Republican, even if you throw away some Republican votes, it doesn't matter because the averages are on your side. This is a classical mathematical techniques, technique used for voter suppression. Remember that. So these are all the kinds of things that we have to mitigate in the future. Now, Amelia Hartley Woodruff, another friend of mine, in her case, she voted in Georgia. She sent her ballot well-prepared to Georgia. So let her tell her story. Welcome to another edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. I'm here with Amelia Hartley. She is a voter in Georgia, correct? I'm registered in Georgia. I'm currently living in Texas, in Dallas, Texas. And that's where the issue is. So are you... You are going to vote in Dallas or are you going to vote in Texas? I mailed in, I requested and mailed in my absentee ballot to Georgia and it was rejected. Okay, tell us a little bit about that because from what I understand, you did everything that you thought you needed to do. So keep in mind, this is not my first time at the rodeo for absentee ballot um, voting. Mm -hmm. I've been living in Dallas seven years now. We have voted in all the previous elections, every single one, um, national, local. We request an absentee ballot. We get it. We send it off. No issue. This year, coincidentally, it's been screwed up from the very beginning. We requested the ballot. The request was lost. We followed that up. The second, the, the, Second request, the ballot was sent to a Georgia address. This has never happened before. It always comes to the Dallas address. Coincidentally, both my daughters are also out of state and also requested to have absentee ballots. All four of our ballots were sent to our Georgia home address, which is not where it's supposed to go. It is supposed to go to the place you request, right. which is where you are. And you specify that on the ballot that this you is the address to, they should send it to. You have to give them the, the out-of-state address for the absentee ballot. Okay. Was able to get a family member to find them and mail them to us so we could get them. We mailed them in. Um, the two girls' ballots have been, re uh, have been received and, and um, accepted. My husband's has been received and accepted, and mine was rejected for administrative purposes. We all did exactly the same thing because we were all doing it simultaneously, separately, you know, but on the phones and mm -hmm. face and making sure that we were doing, filling out, choosing the same answers and the same voting accordingly and everything, the households, everything together. Coincidentally, 
you know, they might use the signature thing and say one F wasn't as exactly the same as the previous F and all the others, but really, whose signature is always just exactly, identically, exactly the same? Well, so I, don't I don't even know what... what I don't know what administrative excuse they're going to use, but that's the only thing I could see them trying to say. Now, so are they going to send, or did you request another ballot to reapply, or how does it work? So in Georgia, I have the option. I'm going to call them. I haven't called them yet. I'm going to call them today. I had some other things taken care of. I'm going to call them today, get an exact reason for what the administrative was, and in Georgia, I have the option to go in person and vote, you know, cast a new vote because that one. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller. I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer. <laughs> piano tuner or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner or plumber signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy touch-free qr code payments shop safe with paypal was rejected so that's what i'm planning to do so you're going so to fly to georgia I'm just to take time out of my yes make a flight to georgia and get that taken care of if, if this is voter suppression if you didn't have the means to get there exactly. your vote wouldn't count and exactly. that, is, that is a definition of voter suppression. Plain and simple. No other way to see it and interpret it. So, I mean, we, we have, we, we have a, a whole show today that, I, that pretty much has two instances of this. Well, in the case of with Selena, Selena was able to talk about 50 of them being rejected on a daily basis. And, and I decided to share with you because I know you have a platform and I know Selena also gets involved. Because so many of us are sending it off and not following up, just assuming we did everything correctly. And they're, you know, really maneuvering behind the doors and everything to have this done. Because they're not notifying you that, and they have ways of notifying you. They right. ask for email addresses, they ask for telephone numbers and so forth. So they could take it upon themselves to notify you that you're, um, ballot was rejected, but they're not notifying the constituents that their ballot has been rejected. So, yeah. Well, Amelia Hartley Woodruff, uh, thank you so kindly for talking to us here at Politics Done Right. You're welcome. I'm just glad to get that story out because it needs to be told. So bottom line in, in what we've heard today, this is important. And this I'm talking about all over the country, folks. If you are filling out a mail-in ballot, make sure and read and reread it for your particular state exactly what the requirements are for your ballot. And when you're signing your ballot, make sure the signature looks like what's on the signature on your voter registration card. 
make it as e as, as make it symmetric, make the a perfect copy of the signature you had, and then for the states that allow you to to uh, track your ballot, make sure to track your ballot to see if there was an issue with it. This is important. Don't get the false sense that if you mail off your ballot, your registrar or your clerk, uh, who could be of uh, another party that's trying to suppress your vote, do not allow them to do it. Follow your vote. But here's what I tell folks, and this is even more important. I tell folks, if you can go and stand up in a line at a grocery store to buy your food several times a week, you can one time go ahead and form that line in early voting and vote live. In other words, that way you know your vote will count. Uh, and the reason why is that once they, when, when, you're, when, you go in, when they give you that, ch- that paper to go use the machine or whatever, they don't really know uh, who you're voting for, but they can look at addresses and that sort of stuff r- really and kind of figure out a- ahead, well, let's kind of make this ballot not worth anything. So please, I urge you, I implore you, if you can vote in person, if you're a healthy person and you follow the protocol, the protocol says wear a a mask, preferably an N95 if you're going to be standing out there a long time with all these people. But if you don't have an N95, just make sure you're covered very well. Have sanitizers. And if, if you are really, really concerned, wear something over your eyes. Okay. Uh, meaning have your nose covered, put close glasses onto your eyes to cover any splashes, even though you shouldn't be anywhere close to anybody who can splash you. And then you can go vote in person. And there are several reasons for that, right? Reason number one is we know that the majority or a large, so far it seems based on the polling, that a large plurality of the vote will be coming through uh either absentee ballot or mail-in ballot, they're really all the same. And what that means is on election day, since uh, though what, what the people that I call the virus spreaders don't mind going out there and voting in person, there's a possibility that you could get the false semblance of a Trump ahead. I don't want there to be an inkling of Trump being ahead even in the early vote. We are going to have a landslide, and I want a slaughter. We need to show this person that he is so bad, that he has been so dangerous for this country, that he is a clear and present danger like nothing we have seen before. And therefore, we should make the the few people that support him see a complete and entire, I mean, We want a complete and entire disposal of this guy. We want a humiliating defeat, not for the people who follow him, but for him. The person who has disparaged people who work for him and people who haven't. We want a complete and entire dejection of this guy. That is the, uh, when people see that, including his own, when they, see the, the, when they see that they are really just a loud set of sycophants, many of them at that point will make that change, not, not necessarily overtly, 
but they will go ahead and read the tea leaves. So please remember that. Please remember that. A complete dejection of the, of the president. That is what we need, and that is why you must vote. I have one last video to show you, and this one is uh, about uh, to show you what, what Trump has brought on to America, right? Uh, what he has done to, uh, what, what he has allowed to make Vogue. Check this out. If you want another reason why Donald Trump and all his sycophants, all his enablers must go, this is a classic example. Let's check this out and then take it on the other side. Tonight, in what really does sort of feel like an act two of that, we are learning about comments from a current sitting Republican senator who's running for re-election right now in Georgia. This happened earlier today. It's Georgia Republican Senator David Perdue. And this happened at one of President Trump's campaign rallies in Georgia. Here's how Senator David Perdue tried to warm up the crowd by mocking the name of Senator Kamala Harris. And Kamala, or what Kamala, or Kamala, Kamala, Mala, Mala, I don't know. Whatever. Kamala, Mala, Mala, or whatever. Um, John Ossoff is the Democrat who is running against David Perdue. I should mention he's running neck and neck against David Perdue in Georgia. The Ossoff campaign has provided reporters with those remarks tonight from Senator Perdue. Senator Perdue serves in the United States Senate with Kamala Harris. He knows what her name is. He knows that it's not Kamawa, Mawa, Mawa, or any of the other iterations that he tried on there with that smirk. Uh, Senator Perdue has tried to come up with some kind of explanation for what he was doing there. His staff has now issued a statement. It says, quote, Senator Perdue simply mispronounced Senator Harris's name and he didn't mean anything by it. He was making an argument against the radical socialist agenda that she and her endorsed candidate John Ossoff are pushing. Obviously, that's not an apology. It also doesn't make much sense. As I mentioned, Senator Perdue has served in the Senate with Senator Harris, not just for a minute, but for over three years now. So there's no reason to think that he actually has trouble pronouncing her name, but doing it for racist effect before a braying almost all white crowd must be fun for him. Now, it's not too hard to forget the Makaka moment of the senator from Virginia a few years ago. It's not at all. But again, the danger of Donald Trump is Donald Trump has given people permission to go back to the past. He has given people permission to be as evil as he is. He has given them permission to be just like him. And there are still senators out there who see that he won being who he is on the inside and decided just maybe that is what we need to take us over to the top. America, let's show them better. Let's show them all that this is a different America. I watched the uh, piece by Pete Sousa today. Pete Sousa did a piece on the Obama presidency, mostly and partly the Reagan presidency, with pictures. Um, I tell you, we need to go back. If there's anything we need to go back to, is the dignity of those who respected the dignity of the presidency, but more importantly, those who respected the dignity of humans. We spend All right, folks. Um, as it turns out, uh, yeah, that is what Donald Trump has brought to us. He has brought a certain uncouthness 
to America. He has brought a certain amount of uh, verbal violence to America that has turned into true violence and much more. But anyhow, we are coming close to the end of the program. I'm going to go over about a, about a couple minutes because we started uh, actually pretty late. Um, let me tell you, um, Hope, I, uh, look, Tank28 is a troll. Yes, he is. Uh, the funny thing about Tank 28 is, believe it or not, he's picking... I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that offline because I want to get some interesting information out here. Look, first of all, let me salute everybody. I forgot to do that. ABQ, welcome aboard. Breeze MCP, welcome aboard. Hope Bleaker, welcome aboard. Tank 28, welcome aboard. And behave yourself, Tank 28. You know we, we are going to change your butt, but you behave yourself in here, Tank 28. Uh, let's see who else is here. Uh, Norman Reynolds, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see, Masticator, welcome aboard. I saw some other folks that I am missing, I know, but forgive me uh, if I don't call your name out. Uh, let's see, I just saw a few more messages coming in. Uh, let's see. I can't recall all of them, but let, let me just say this, folks. Go out there and vote. Encourage others to vote. Make sure we get rid of this scourge that we have currently in the White House. We are going to do it. It's going to be a landslide. But we have to make sure all of our people go out there and vote. Get out there and vote. And if, you can, if, you, if you're healthy, put on a mask, carry your wipes, Meaning your 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 um your cleanser, what is it called? You know what I'm talking about, sanitizer. And please go out there and vote. Those of you who are in our YouTube channel, please feel free to click that join button. We need thousands of you to click that join button. Please do. It is supporting independent media, which is what we do. Um, now, today something happened. I'm not sure we. We have zero on Facebook because we don't have a clear, we don't have a channel on Facebook right now. As far as I'm talking about the streaming data, so that's about two, some two, three thousand uh, people who aren't going to see the live video. But what we'll do is we will go ahead and process this video and then upload it and run it as a live stream later on, or rather run it as a premiere later on on Facebook so that our Facebook people can actually see it. So we'll do all of that and uh, we'll find out tonight, try to find out tonight what exactly happened at Restream. I have an open ticket right here and they're telling me that there's something that probably we should try. So we'll go ahead and do that. First of all, though, please remember to go get the book and put in the link to the book again. It's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. Here is the link. Please uh, go ahead. That's, a, that's the Amazon link. Uh, if you want to cut out the middleman, you can go ahead and get the book directly from our store. And guess what? If you get the book at our store, guess what we do? We autograph the book at the store. So if you go ahead and get it at the store, we will autograph the book for you, uh, if, you if it's done from the store. Anyhow, thank you so kindly for having been here with Politics Done Right. I know you could be just about anywhere else, but you're here. You're here. I do appreciate that. Thank you so kindly. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out!
we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.